Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us once again on our weekly webinar series, Successful Strategies for Shaping Your Future. Brought to you in partnership by Club Solutions, Rex Executive Roundtables, and URSA. Uh, and before I move on, I just want to say thanks to all three of those organizations uh, for partnering uh, and bringing this panel to all of you every week. Uh, complimentary and the panelists as well for being on the panel. I'm Brent Darden, and this week we're focusing on the opportunity in virtual fitness. And today's session, appropriately, is sponsored by Fitness On Demand. Joining us as returning panelists, uh, my good friends and buddies, uh, Blair McHaney, who's the CEO of MXM and the owner of the Works of Wenatchee, uh, Bill McBride, who's co-founder, president, and CEO of Active Wellness. And our guest panelists this week include Tiffany Levine, Tiffany is the Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Club Greenwood. Uh, we also have Michelle Milkerson Granrid, and Michelle is the um, GM of Castle Hill Fitness, and she's also one of the URSA current board members. We thank you for your service, Michelle, for that. Uh, and then all the way uh, from Portugal, my friend who I was able to visit there last year and work with he and his team and had a fabulous uh, vacation out of that, Jose Teixeira. Uh, that's a combination of the Texas way you say Jose and the Portugal way that a Texan says to share in Portuguese. So I'm sure I butchered it, but it was close. But uh, we're glad you're here, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so what I'd like to do before we start, if I could go back around and let the three of you that are new panelists sort of introduce yourselves uh, or your organizations and let people know a little bit about uh, your perspective, that would be great. So Tiffany, I'll, I'll let you go first. So. Um Club Greenwood is a 153,000 square foot athletic club and tennis club in uh, Greenwood Village, Colorado, South Denver. Um, we are streaming about 50 live stream classes a week and um, we have multi, multi sport clubs. So we have so much going on here, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, Michelle. Um, I am with Castle Hill Fitness in Austin, Texas. We have two multi-purpose clubs. They are, one of them is 16,000 square feet in the sort of the western suburb side of Austin. And the other is uh, almost 20,000 square feet in downtown Austin. And they are both heavily um, reliant uh, on both personal training and group exercise, um, very much community-based relationship-based organizations. Okay, thank you. And Jose, I know uh, you are uh, have multiple clubs, so give everybody a little bit of an overview there. So uh, we have three brands right now. We have a um, uh, value for money brand called Salinka with 21 clubs. We have uh, a premium low-cost model with Pump with 13 clubs. And we opened yesterday two pure low-cost clubs called Element. Uh, so we have around 36 uh, clubs right now, and we hope to, when this all is over, to continue our expansion um, to, to, to be obviously, uh, one of the top operators in, uh, in Portugal. So, um, and we are obviously launching uh, uh, different platforms in digital we are going to talk about in, in a minute. Okay. Well, thank you all once again uh, for joining our crew this uh, afternoon. 
Tiffany, I'll let you go first. And the first question everyone wants to know is just, can you give us sort of an overview of what your virtual fitness offerings are, you know, sort of encapsulate what you're offering and uh, for everyone? Absolutely. Um, it's quite exciting now because we always were very proud that we offer 150, we offered 150 live group fitness classes a week. And when in March during quarantine, we, you know, our members were missing our instructors and missing being part of the club. So our group fitness director, Andrea, had decided, you know, we, we were trying to think, how can we bring it live? How should we choose? And we um, thought of our strength classes, our flexibility yoga classes and our um, our cardio classes. How could we bring them live? So now that we're back in the club, we're streaming over 50 um, group fitness classes, and we're actually doing it while in a live class. So the instructor is teaching broadcast mode. Um, so it's one-way communication to our members that they can tune in and watch. We're also um, our boot camps outside are also live streamed. So we have dedicated boot camp instructors. So one is teaching. Um, the live audience while another is teaching the broadcast audience at the same time. And then we're doing tribe or our small group training is now also, we have a dedicated live stream um, class. And then we have one-on-one -on -one, um, personal training and one-on-one -on -one Pilates, one-on-one -on -one yoga. Um, so it's two-way communication for that. So we pretty much, oh, and on top of that, we are starting to also do more programs like we're about to do a yoga gong bath live stream as well as live. So anything that we are doing in the club, knowing our audience is home, we want to reach them. So we're doing as everything we can. And so all those one-on-one -on -one services, Tiffany, those are also on digital virtual streaming. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And okay. there we are using Zoom for those for the one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. All right. How about you, Michelle? Well, we, um, you know, we've been talking about doing live stream virtual work for many, many years and had never pulled the trigger. And uh, we laugh and say all it took was a pandemic in 10 days. So we immediately um, we knew that our the relationships, once we closed on March 13th, and that day we decided we had to maintain our relationships with our folks. So the first thing we did was work with our on our regular sort of social media content, Instagram and all that. But immediately we got our trainers on board with virtual training. We're using Zoom primarily for that, although some of the trainers use FaceTime, some of them use Skype, depending on what works best for their clients. And again, we started live stream classes. We're heavily involved with classes on a regular basis. So we started out with about 50. We run currently about 70 classes each week. Um, we've been on site uh, with training clients since June 1st. We opened June 15th to everybody else, um, but we still have no class. We, we actually are just starting on site classes this week and next week at both of our locations. So we're still running about 70 classes per week live stream. Yeah, and uh, for the audience, if you haven't uh, seen some of the news uh, releases and so forth and stories about Castle Hill Fitness, They've taken uh, one of the more creative approaches uh, to reconfiguring their space, developing pods, if you will. Um, Michelle, is that on y'all's website? If people want to go check that out, is that possible? Yes. In fact, it's 
one of the coolest things about the pods and the way it's integrated with the website is that you can actually search the pods by type of workout, by equipment that you're looking for um, at both locations. And there's pictures and tour and all that. Thanks for Okay, and what is the website that they would go to? It is www.castlehillfitness.com. Okay, castlehillfitness.com. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, it's uh, worth a look. It's uh, very creative and innovative what they've done. Okay, hey, Jose. Brent, yes. Brent, can Rachel put those in the notes? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Uh, Jose, what about uh, your organization? Are y'all developing sort of three different levels for the different uh, components, or is it one uh, digital offering across your whole uh, organization? So we've thought about that, doing different things uh, uh, with different brands, but uh, at the end we thought that it was better to, to make a new brand. So we opened an online gym um, directly. So if members from Solinka Pump and Now Element uh, want to have digital offering, you can go to the gym. We offer the, the online subscription until December. Uh, but the the main focus on the on the gym was to to try to simulate a normal gym. So we offer group fitness classes, we offer exercise prescription and training plans. We offer also the possibility of having personal training and uh, nutrition consultations. So we, we like to 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 simulate what a normal gym uh, a regular is uh, to try to engage and to try to to keep our members. They were two months and a half. Uh, out of our clubs, uh, the the main goal was uh, to first to engage them and to try to to not have a, a break or a gap between the uh, the, the closure and the opening. Um, so we were really strong on on that. We we had a uh, we uh, we have revenue directly from that, but mo most most important part of it is uh, we close at the at the middle of March. So we had a, a, a probability of refunds of about 1 million. So we offered really quickly the online gym and we were able to stop the refunds. So people were happy to have an offering. So we saved immediately around 1 million euros of, of, of revenue refunds. Um, and then we now are trying to, to get uh, the best way to get some revenue. Um, we are launching the live stream. Uh, we we didn't do it before because at the first moment, inst the instructors were at, at home, so we felt it was not the most adequate. So we we now have all all clubs in place, all the the specifications in place. We are starting in September the live stream, and uh, as Tiffany uh, talked about it, is we are uh, using our live classes to to do it, and our top instructors. That's the one of the things, one of the key topics we, we faced since the beginning was what kind of instructors are we putting uh, on our online gym? So we have our own and we selected the top instructors of our country to go there because we believe at the end of the day, this is a, a rapport game. So uh, I go and, and see the, the top instructors. And we really saw the, the engagement with our uh, top instructors as we see in our clubs. Um, so uh, we did the, 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 the special thing we did was the, the online gym, but um, it's more than that because uh, uh, we have a, an omni-channel project. 
So it's not only the brick and mortar and digital, we have also to see outdoor and other kind of channels that we must put in place uh, and look at the, uh, the at our customer life cycle uh, to, 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 to study it and to try to see where they are because the, you know the, the, the routes and the, and the movements changed. So where are they? We are going to put an offering uh, so that we are not brick and mortar providers of fitness, but we are exercise and fitness providers wherever the, the customer is. Yeah, that's that's great. That that ties back to your uh, focus on the member experience, Jose. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, Bill. Um, I know Active is uh, really into this as well. Uh, you want to share what they're doing, and specifically, can you also touch on what platforms that you're using? Yeah. Can I can I say something about Jose first? Sure. Um, I hope you guys are taking notes on what Jose just said because that is the playbook. What he said was, it's a brand in, itself, in and of itself, omni-channel, online health club. It's not a background task, it's not a program, it's its own brand with its own content. It's not a physical delivery, it's content delivery for, for a different member experience. Um, and, and if everybody uses those tenets that Jose just shared as a, as a, as a boilerplate, I have a brand here that's different from my other brand, but it is it is part of my overall essence. You can either incorporate it internally or externally within your brand. Um, but that comprehensive marketing branding approach, omni-channel, and, and viewing yourself differently as content delivery um, is is absolutely brilliant, Jose. And uh, that's the model that we're looking at and, and doing as well. Uh, it's if it's a background task, it will be an inferior offering, and it will be a distraction to your members and to your team and it'll never it'll never get traction um, so if you were doing virtual as a band-aid just to get through COVID-19 and you're going to stop it when you go live that's a strategic decision you can make but if you're going to continue it you have to think about the tenants that Jose was just sharing with us yep. um, and yeah. I agree I agree I have we have our brand is Club Greenwood that's our website but our in addition we're having Greenwood Strong as our online product Okay, Great. and you and you just saw this. You also just saw this from Equinox, right? Equinox now has their entire online with all of their brands, so they they've branded the digital differently. But you go in and you can your experience is Pure Bar or or Pure Yoga or Soul Cycle or Equinox, and you can access those. And they had, uh, what I understand, very successful, very successful launch of that. So, um, uh, and I will tell you that, it, so I'll, I'm gonna read you a single member comment that sums up so much of, of uh, what we're hearing and all, and, but I'm not gonna share it with you yet. Oh, you're not gonna I'll share it with you? Okay, that's a tease. That's what we call a tease. Oh, actually, 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 Brent, I will, because I went in and I was logged off there for a second when it <laughs> took me by surprise, so. I, I, wasn't, by the way, I, was, I wasn't finished with my answer, Blair. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead, Bill. Um, so, you know, thinking about how everything interrelates. So we picked an equipment product with Stroops, but you can get them from anywhere where it's a band and a, and a thing. So we film with that equipment. We sell that equipment to members. The employees are our employees that people are familiar with. One-on-one -on -one training, streaming training, on-demand pre-recorded, health coaching, um, the equipment piece, um, you know, all integrated together. And, um, and so uh, we're using Burnalong as a platform. Um, we're looking at mind-body streaming 
because we use Mind Body as our MMS. Um, we use Virtual Gym for a lot of our workouts of the day, workouts of the week kind of kind of programming. You know, so workouts of the week, workouts of the day, all of this stuff's got to fit together in a cohesive manner. Okay. Now I'm done. Now, now I'm done, yeah. Blair. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so on, you know, so when we when we go in and look at text analytics, and whenever you're looking at, whenever you're looking at a, a lot lot of data, I always tell people humanize it. Get down to a few comments that represent an entire an entire category. Uh, and this answers the question, most important maintaining your exercise routine with us. What's most important to you? Here's what this one member says that I that I will say that this wraps up thousands of comments. As many outdoor classes as feasible, a wide variety of virtual classes and on-demand virtual recorded classes. It would be nice to have put together a bundle of equipment for purchase that would be the only equipment necessary for virtual classes and recorded library of classes. And that, that sums up such an entire category that we're seeing just come out, by the way, by searching under the topic of love, like what are people loving? And so it's, uh, it's, it's, that's going to be a great place to get started, and that's going to be a place where, where this industry is going to continue to innovate. It'll look different in a year than it does now. But that's because we're going to be getting, you know, you're going to be responding to what the customer thinks and feels. And yeah, this is like, this is a great start. Okay. So back to my question, well, you know, five or 10 minutes ago. Um, so <laughs> the audience uh, is asking now, there's like 10 of them asking the same question. What platforms are uh, all of you using? Bill, you shared yours. Somebody else want to share, Tiffany or Michelle? Go ahead. Um, I guess. For our group fitness classes, that's broadcast. And because I wanted a high quality feed, if you are and you you have one instructor and they're teaching to other people as well as to a live audience, we felt Vimeo is the best affordable product to start with because it's 75 a month and you can do at three, three um, live streams an hour at a time and that was a big deal so you can have a yoga class a bar class and a cycling class if you want at the same time and you're not paying for a lot of the extra bandwidth costs in the future we may choose another product that's out there there's some great ones like zype and uscreen and a whole bunch um, but with all the extra bandwidth costs and with starting in june i wanted to see how it went and you can also grab the embed code and put it on your website and anywhere you want so our main product right now is Vimeo and um, Zoom for our one-on-one. -on -one. And we and this is important too because a lot of great products are out there like GoGym and um, Yondo where you can do, you could put it all under one umbrella. But the uh -huh. problem is we have boot camps that have 22 people in them. And some of those products have a limited amount of two-way communication, whereas uh, Zoom has unlimited. So, sorry, I don't want to take up feet, but those are our two, the two that we're using. No, good advice. Good advice. Michelle, what are you guys using? What platform? We use Zoom for the live stream as well. Um, most of the trainers are also using Zoom. Um, like I said before, they might use FaceTime or Skype as a backup or or simply because their client is more comfortable with that. Okay. And we're, we actually are integrating with MindBody as well and um, looking at FitGrid for um, automating it more. Okay. Is FitGrid, nope. is FitGrid a, a, a paid wall app for MindBody or is it a separate product, Michelle? It's separate. And uh, the audience wants to know, have any of you heard of uh, GymGo? Yes. 
Okay, Tiffany. It's a great product. What I liked about it was that you could, it basically puts everything, the one-on-one -on -one communication, the two-way communication and the group communication, like the, the broadcast option, all under one package and one payroll. And if you're a studio, and they also give multiple users. So let's say you have 25 to 30 um, and trainers, instead of them using their own thing, they're under one umbrella and it's really cool. And I think they're really working hard to Im, um, improve it now that, they, well not improve it, but change it to adapt to what's happening there. Um, so I really like that. I really liked that product. Um, I just had to, and the other thing is they do put it under a paywall. In our situation, I chose not to do go with the product because again, what my dream is, is ultimately there needs to be more integration of the paywalls with uh, club automation or CSI or whatever club software so that the pay the pay, payments go through that software so it's um, transparent to customers looking at their accounts versus ending up in the club's bank. So. All right. Uh, Jose, what about you? Uh, what platforms is uh, SC Fitness using? Well, the online gym, we build it ourselves with a, a partner. So this is proprietary um, because we look uh, long-term and we want to, to have no surprises in the future if uh, this is, um, uh, everyone wants to raise their prices in the platforms. So we build it in three weeks. Um, and we, are, we have uh, integrations with uh, uh, other partners like Function regarding the, the, the exercises. Um, we do our videos with uh, Vimeo um, and we are launching um, live stream with Mio cameras, Mivo cameras and, and live stream. So, um, but uh, you know, uh, what I find out is that uh, at this moment in time, you have a lot of uh, possibilities. We build our own because we, have a, we are a big company, so we can afford it. Right. Um, right. If you cannot afford it, you can go and look at uh, uh, a huge amount of platforms. Uh, right now, everyone knows a lot of them and works with them. One of the platforms we use with personal training uh, at the beginning was Whereby. This is uh, simply a website. So we, we launched our Whereby uh, for uh, one day after we close to the personal training one-on-one -on -one sessions. We were able to maintain uh, 35 to 40% revenue um after we close because of the digital sessions but we are now building a more robust platform so that we can sell not only to our members or upgrade the membership but also to sell to normal guys in the in the, in the market and especially what i find out found out is corporate because these guys are looking i don't know what's going to happen to aggregators but I believe that we are having we have a space with corporate businesses that uh, we have a huge demand right now in our online gym on corporate. So we are going on that market and try to to get some money, and we are we are succeeding on that. So, Bill, yeah, uh, go ahead, Blair. Well, a, a couple of things there that they was hitting on. You know, so you, his company's big enough to have an R and D um component to it right. and you know this industry is so highly fractured it's so much you know smb and more s than uh, more small than than medium 
And so you are dependent as smaller operators, you, you're very dependent on the R&D of the technology companies. When we, before we came on, Tiffany was talking about and, and spoke a little bit there to the member management software companies where a lot of that data is. It is critical that you understand, as, as Bill was saying before, understand your, your agreements with those companies and you want to know what their product roadmap is. You want to know where they're investing money down the road because this is going to change dramatically and how that data integrates is going to be is going to be a big deal. Um, and then and then Brent, I have a I have a I'm, I'm going to throw a question out there whether we answer it now or not, but but uh, but I think would be important. It's important for me as I'm listening to everybody. I do have to point out my clubs are still not open. So what we're doing is you know we're not able to do live classes or anything like that. So we are just doing what's will be six months that we've been closed. Um, but from a practical standpoint, I would really like to understand uh, as you're doing the live classes and you're doing it in multiple studios, what does the camera setup look like? What does it cost? And who's turning that camera on? What is the, you know, like from a practical standpoint, how are you setting that up and make it in a one button push for an instructor or, you all right with me jumping in with that, Brent? Sure. Yeah. I think Tiffany already, she's ready to answer. So go ahead, Tiffany. Um, well, Jose had already touched on it and I was, I'm, ex I'm excited about um, kind of how we did this because my number one, the number one thing to think about is your users, not only your people who are going to watch it, but the people are gonna set, who are going to set, set it up and coming in from June, I, I don't have a live stream staff. And uh, we didn't, in our group, we just didn't have that bandwidth. So I knew I needed to create, find a process and a system that would be automated. And this is not an automated process at all. But if I could make it automated, what would it look like? And I was looking at all the streaming software and that's where I, like Jose, realized that with Vimeo, there's a camera called Amiibo and they have a great product that ties in and then they already created an app that you can use on your on a phone and an iPad, um, and it's so that already gets rid of the encoding software. It, in, it incorporates the encoding software, so you don't have to go buy another another thing, um, and it's so easy. So um, we have these Mevo cameras that are beautiful, and um, I've taught uh, over 30 instructors. Well, myself and my my team taught 30 in 30 instructors how to do it. So they come in, they have their kit, they bring it to the studio, and that's been a question people have asked, do you leave it there, take it out? Well, we have hot yoga classes, so I didn't want to leave it in there. Um, and so people have their kits, they set it up, and they bring it back to the office, and it, and it works great. Um, so there's, there are systems like that that are really helpful, and that's the Mevo. Um, you can go on their website, and I do recommend in this age, COVID age, Buying direct sometimes help or some of the bigger brands because if things do go wrong and your mic, a Rode mic or there's these galaxies that are great and they're wireless and they're little and they stick on you. Um, but I don't want to go get too far into equipment, so just ask if you. Will you spell it? We we spell the camera. How do you spell it? Um, Mevo, M-E-V-O. Okay. And they have um and there's a Mevo Start, and then they have different systems for power where you can um so you can leave it in the studio we have a boost so it stays in the studio without a uh, power cord again brent maybe rachel can capture all of the products that we're using in our notes yes. please yeah. 
Yeah, there will be a, you know, a follow-up uh, from Peak Media from uh, Rachel uh, Zabonik. Uh, so you can look forward to that. And we'll have some of this detail in there so that uh, you can access the information. So before we get off this topic, I mean, we're in question two of about seven. Uh, but is there anything else that either uh, Jose or Michelle want to talk about as far as the practicality of getting it filmed that you think would be helpful? Yes, I would like to say that uh, you have to be careful with the uh, bandwidth uh, with Media Club because if you live stream with problems, uh, we we did some tests and uh, we are still working on our bandwidth and uh, in the clubs we are putting up because we have 36 clubs. We are not live streaming all of them. We are using the best ones with our top instructors to do it. Um, so the the internet is is really really important and the, the setup of the studio because you know when we started the online gym we had studio classes because some instructors could leave their home depend on the on geography in portugal and some other ones were at home and uh, members told us that uh, they uh, enjoy more the studio classes because it's more professional when you pay for a service you cannot give uh, an amateur uh, service. So I believe in the future we will have not the instructor. I, I'm I'm using that right now, but uh, we won't have the instructor putting the the, the record uh, on the on the live stream. We will do it as a cinemas. So you go to the cinema. This is a machine that does all the programming and all the things in place to to get the live stream so we are we are starting brent the, the, the industry closed six months ago this was a, a new thing for us so we will evolve the clubs will evolve and we will uh, do that in, in the future we will get more professional and that's that's i i why i believe that in one year we will get the different different offering uh to our customers and a, a professional offering yeah on that as we do this right as we get more professional as these technologies start to use do better r d as things can integrate better and it's your content and i think bill was making that point so strong i i, I believe that those who do it best are going to greatly increase the valuation of their company they will that this this revenue line is going to be valued i believe at a higher multiple than your normal recurring revenue subscription. We are the original, you know, fitness business in, you know, we invented recurring revenue that everywhere, you know, the rest of the world wants to go. I think your revenue from this is going to get a higher multiple valuation eventually, more like it's more like tech stocks get valued for that type of subscription revenue than your uh, memberships. Uh, it's a, this could be a big deal. And, and some companies that are, smaller maybe you know companies that look like my two clubs in in wenatchee you execute it right you might just uh you know greatly increase an exit or or you know yeah just uh your your ability to borrow money or anything else interesting so let me let's go on to the next question uh, because i'm getting a lot of questions from the audience uh, michelle maybe you can answer this one to start us off two questions and if each of you could kind of answer it uh are you offering it for members only, or is it open to non-members? And uh, are you charging, and how much? So we, um, right off the bat, we started offering it only to members who are actively paying for their memberships. And I know there were a lot of folks who were giving it away for free, but we 
we decided that right off the bat and that kept many of our members paying throughout our closure. Um, initially, we just included in whatever membership they were using, but we now actually have a virtual membership and an on-site membership, a pod work or pod workout membership. So we pay, we charge $89 a month for that virtual purchasing, $89 a month plus tax for either a virtual or pod. And then we have something called a VIP that is, is includes everything. And that's $139 a month. And um, I agree with you, Blair. I think this is going to, if we do it well, we will really very much increase our scope. We've got folks who are joining our classes from South Dakota and North Carolina and Boston and Chicago. And, and we've sold some memberships to people who don't live in Austin. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I remember that early on. People think it's just like in their community around their clubs. And then I remember talking to you, Michelle, uh, and there's like, no, we've got people all over, even out of the country, that are still logging in and taking our classes. So people need to remember that potential. Okay, Tim, what about you? Is it open to members, and how much are you charging? Uh, right now, we sorry right now it's um included it's included with the membership the goal our goal our goals are evolving actually we we are open but we are realizing there are people who are staying home and we were when we opened we wanted to keep it um as a retention item something that would um keep them engaged keep them on their membership um we originally just talked about pricing and i was ready to go kind of launch it out there but now we're pulling back because we want to think about it a little bit more i mean we with a membership our average let's say a single membership here is 189 dollars a month and if someone was paying 189 for those live stream and for the potential to come back in the club if we all of a sudden sell a $50 a month virtual membership, would somebody downgrade? And if so, maybe we don't consider selling it public right now. Right now, we need people to stay connected to us. So we're now considering it simply as an add-on for members who are just a tennis membership or a medical hold or some kind of hold. So they're gonna add this section onto their membership versus downgrade. And this way they, because the goal is to get everybody back in the club in addition to take these classes. So there's a lot to consider um, with launching this. And um, yeah, so that's right. what we're considering right now. Okay, thanks. Thanks for being so transparent. That's another thing our audience loves is, you know, really none of us are experts. <laughs> you know, we're we're doing things and we've tried it. And uh, well, some of you are experts, but uh, Bill Blair, definitely not experts. So we're just sharing, you know, the reality of what's happening. Uh, yeah. So Bill, you know, for Active, what what's their strategy around open to members, non-members and charging versus including it in the membership? Where, where does Active land? Yeah, it's, it's still a work in progress. Um, we're looking at charging after we get through all the nonsense of, of, of closures opening and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, the print media companies back in the day, they, they tried to figure this out too, right? Do I do print only? And if I do online, will that cause people to cancel my physical subscription to my Wall Street Journal? And, and they did a lot of research on pricing, right? And, and, and if you position the print and online combo appropriately, you can drive two thirds of your new purchases to that solution. So, you know, is it print, print online or online only? And we have the same dilemma now facing our industry, right? Live, you know, on site, on site and virtual or virtual only. 
Uh, I'm not afraid of virtual only. I, I don't think that these kind of things cannibalize core businesses. I think they're creative and, and expand in the marketplace. To Michelle's point, she's got people outside of her market subscribing. Um, so um, we're looking at what the right pricing is for non-members or non-traditional members, virtual membership versus the bundle pricing, and, and we're figuring that out. Um, to Jose's point on corporations, marketing this service to corporations is a big deal. Our biggest one-on-one -on -one personal training clients, one of our corporate accounts, they provide personal training for all of their employees that we manage the normal fitness center. So looking at the corporate marketing is a big deal for this whole thing. Um, and then the last point on this question, Brent, is, you know, we started with good. Let's get something out in the market to keep our members connected. Now we're moving to better. Jose's leapfrogging better and going straight to best, you know, with his program. Um, but it is important to, you know, whatever you do, do it well. Um, and you can't make that decision until you back up. You know, you and I both, Brent, talk a lot about strategic thinking and strategy, you know, there's a different strategy for virtual being a program within your club and with virtual being a product. There's, there's, there's two different strategies there. So you got to start right. with is virtual a program for you to enhance your current or is it, are you productizing it as a product? And, and, and that will lead you down different paths. Yep. Good comments. And uh, by the way, if uh, that, that pricing exercise that Bill's talking about, if you've not seen that, it's really worthwhile. And it was Dana Reilly in the book, Predictably Irrational. So, it, and it could, just just cut right to that book, find that one section on how they did the pricing. It's outstanding. It's great research on how they did pricing to get people to select both. Thank yep. you, thank you, Blair. Welcome, Bill. Can I ask, I got can I ask Michelle? Can I ask Michelle, did you, um, when you launched your online section, did you have members that decided to switch gears into different, different? We did. We had a few, we did have a few people who downgraded to the virtual, who'd gone, who'd been VIP, which is what we call our other membership. But now that we are starting to come back online and we are offering, we, we aren't offering big classes. We are mandated to have less than 10 people in a gathering, right? So. So we're offering small groups. Our goal, we're just starting that. You only have access to those if you are VIP or want to potentially pay a pretty hefty per class fee. So um, we have people who are actually going back up to the VIP right now because they want access to the online. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of the virtual. I think it's always going to be a part of that. But as we've become begun to open, we are certainly seeing the the, uh, the live stream classes um, dip a little bit. Okay, here's another question that keeps popping up. Uh, any of you can answer. Jose, I'm not sure how this applies internationally. I'm sure you deal with it as well. And that is music licensing. Um, you know, how are you going about to making sure that you've, you're covered from a music licensing standpoint? Any advice, uh, one or two well, of you can answer that if you would. Yes, I, we, when we close, we talk with the Portuguese music licensing uh, 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 group. So we have two or three entities that rule the music licensing. Um, so when we are, we are closed, they let us, uh, uh, we have two things, recording and uh, live streaming. It's easier to live stream because uh, like Les Mills classes, you can live stream them, you cannot record them. 
uh, including like a Netflix. So um, we talk with them. Uh, we have for free the license for free. Uh, uh, we when we were closed, and then we pay a license, a, a special license to to get the especially the recorded uh, classes. But we cannot record some uh, uh, like Les Mills. We cannot. We can uh, re record Zumba, and obviously we can record our own um, our own classes choreographed um, um, by our team. So I, I would talk with. This is a big deal for the for the industry because we were like uh, uh, everyone was looking at us and saying, "Okay, let the guys pass." But now with with the uh, with the live stream and the and the recording we are a target so uh, i would i would believe that uh, you should uh, you, sh you should talk with the entities and try to reach a deal with uh, with uh, the licensing especially the, the the recording classes recorded classes okay someone in the us uh, just maybe one of you and then we'll move on to another question Go i was going to say um well, you looked into it as well, and with BMI and ASCAP, we have that covered, um, and it covers all the classes as long as they are on private channels, because it's it's we're still having it go just to our members who are covered under our membership. Um, there is still research to be looked into in this area because um, there's something called the synchronization license that um, I just that's that's kind of my next step in terms of making sure that we're covered and like Jose said um, understanding what, what what's allowed with less mills um, so that our members can still have of that available um, but to do a live stream so they can see it but again it's under our private licenses for our okay. private members okay all right uh, the next question is really about uh assuming that people are doing virtual classes how do you, how are all of you driving engagement you're offering it and then how are you connecting with people michelle you want to start that one for us sure um we're doing all different channels so we we send out emails on a regular basis always trying to do new programming we actually have two program managers one from each club who are responsible for that, for driving the content. And then our um, marketing department is sending out information on Instagram and Facebook and using our website. Um, we have a very active uh, instructor group. And so they are also, they're very connected with their clients and um, utilizing that as well. Um, you know, the more the better. Right, the more channels that we can touch, the better. So. Okay. We start, and uh, we started a private workout group when we were closed, and that was incredible because we had a 700 people join it, um, and then we were able to stream our live classes to that Facebook workout group or individual instructors when they were working from home, they were able to stream um, to that Facebook group. And it was great because then they would be able to interact directly with the um, people. And that's where we kind of built our kind of audience for our live stream through this private workout group. Um, and now when we're live in the club, one thing to consider is it's hard to do two-way communication when you're teaching a group class and you're broadcasting at the same time. So we take our replays and we post those in the workout group. But again, as Michelle said, uh, email and digital is the best way to communicate all of this right now and get people into it so that they can 
stay connected. All right. Um, I'm just reading a comment here. They're talking about the music licensing. And of course, we're all familiar with BMI and ASCAP. Uh, and they're referring to something, uh, a pay network and a feeding uh, type system. Anybody familiar with those as far as music licensing goes? No, yeah, I'm not familiar again? with those either. What was it again? Uh, it said pay all, and maybe they're, you know, confused on the actual spelling of the name, but uh, we'll, we'll come back to that perhaps. Uh, Jose, do you want to add anything else on to what uh, the other ladies were sharing? Well, we, we had two moments. First moment when the clubs were closed, when the use, uh, obviously, instructors, uh, um, social media uh, to to get the word spread because you know the top instructors are uh, the lead guys to, to to do this kind of rapport to to our members and obviously we did emails uh, social media posts uh, we made phone calls uh, SMS etc but uh, when we opened uh, we had to revamp our our positioning because people started to go to the clubs and try to forget a little bit about virtual uh, but uh, the best way to do it for for us is to to give money to the instructors for the class so instructors can make more money uh, on this imagine an instructor doing a physical class he earns twenty dollars for per class and if you get some somebody to pay I don't know how much amount of money or to view because we are going to pay uh, direct money that people go there and purchase the, the class, but you, you, you also need to pay views, uh, subscribers that made views. Um, and then the instructor can make $45, $50 per, per class if the class is full. We have some instructors we, that have zero views. We have, instru we have instructors we, that have 200 views. So it's like an instructor with a uh, full class and the one that is it say, the same, but right. then uh, you can have both. And at this time, Brent, we have people who are afraid of coming back to the gym. We have people canceling uh, gym memberships and in the exit interview, I'm saying to them, okay, you are afraid of COVID-19, that's okay. Uh, you can get the, the digital uh, subscription uh, anyway. Uh, you make it a downgrade, but a downgrade uh, from 25 to 5 and not 25 to 0. That's a new weapon we have to keep them engaged. Because if you say you, you are afraid from, from, of the virus, you can work out at home. So or at work or outdoor, wherever you you want to work out. That's a new weapon we have in, uh, in the exit interview to get them engaged. So we have a lot of things to 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 make money on this um i will so also add that uh, our membership for just digital is 4.99 um uh, a week uh we are struggling with because the competition uh digital competition is uh is is lower you get an application for uh um nine dollars a month you get less meals on demand for 120 dollars a year so and this is a really really professional and good content so we are still like like bill told us 
we are still looking and trying and making uh, we we started with uh, uh charging per class and then membership and now we are making a bundle doing offering uh online gym to the top uh bucks to the premium membership so we are still uh, our element clubs our low cost we launch we launch at 2.99 a week 2.99 euros a week the basic one club 4.99 all clubs uh, a week and then 5.99 with digital offering a week so we try to put it like an upgrade we are still testing it so uh it's it's really um kind of a soon and early to say what really works because you know we are still uh trying to figure it out right so uh before you go blair let me jump back to a couple of questions because the audience is trying to help us all out <laughs> give me the answer uh and they're saying uh, talk to forte fit f-o-r-t-e oh, yeah. for a professional solution so y'all are some of you are familiar with that um, yeah. yeah bill do you know that one and you want to speak to that no, I don't want to speak to it. They're very reputable. They do a nice job. It's a great product. I've looked at it a couple of times. Um, okay. Yeah, but you've got Forte, you've got Wexer, you've got Fitness on on Demand or or um, whatever the version of that is now. I mean, there's a lot of good product out there. Um, Forte has a great reputation. It's a great product. Um, so there are solutions out there. Okay. And then uh, Blair, they're also asking, can we re <coughs> repeat the name of the book and the author? I think it was uh, Predictably Irrational. I remember yeah. that much. I've read it, but yeah. I don't remember the author. Dan Ariely. Dan Ariely. <laughs> he has a follow-up uh, book also, um, so predictably irrational, but that was the first one. And it's all, a he's a behavioral economist. Right. Mm -hmm. So Forte is in the same genre as Burn Along, um, you know, with those solutions. Um, you know, so, you know, there is some good product. Um, you know, and Fitness On Demand and Wexer are doing a lot more on the pre-recorded uh, on-demand type programming versus the live streaming, but I'm sure they probably have product development in that arena as well. Brad, just one thing I want to, to, to say. The fitness industry is like a, a new industry, a relatively recent, recent industry uh, regarding pricing, because uh, we are looking at the, the hospitality business and you have the dynamic pricing and uh you know you have a club uh you have to have a uh, minute pricing so you have a club full you cannot have the same pricing so we are kind of uh still a new business and uh, I, I would see the, the next years we have a, a new way of pricing our our memberships or our fees like the hospitality business and that's similar with us too it's everything's evolving on our and what's happening today i mean we have a limited amount of people in the club and we have people viewing our membership so we have to adjust so the decision I, we make right now for our live stream might change in three months based on what's happening right yep adaptability right flexibility mm -hmm. and adaptability uh so yeah. this is sort of a specific question and maybe i could get uh, one or two of you bill you might take this one first they're asking about um non-solicitation for your instructors you know or the trainers that are now out there and people are you know getting to see them do how are you structuring that is that similar to what they were doing when you had them in club or are you doing something different 
Yeah, we haven't we haven't really got into that yet with exclusivity and non-competes. I mean, we're based in San Francisco, but we operate in 10 states and, you know, Canada. So the the, the non-compete stuff in California is, is kind of non-existent. You know, it doesn't yeah. exist. Um, I struggle with limiting people's ability to make income. If I can only let you work for me for five hours a week or whatever that is, I struggle with limiting you to earn income, you know, but I know that when you're representing my brand, especially in a virtual environment, there's got to be some agreement there with regard to how you do that. Um, so, you know, we don't have time to do a whole thing on the legal aspects, you know, but you need to include virtual and offsite programming in your waivers. You need to have agreements with your team members on what is good and what is bad. You need to have a social media policy, which would carry over into the virtual delivery. Um, but, uh, you know, the waivers, um, you know, to Tiffany's point, you sign with a virtual provider as a platform, you better know what you're signing. Um, there's a land grab going on. Just like we're looking for new customers, all, the, all of the streaming services, MindBody, all of them are looking for new customers. And some right. of them are looking at going direct to instructors to stream directly, being an Uber. You know, so theoretically, one of your vendors, one of your vendor partners could be competing with you with going directly to your instructors and team members to and, and that. So everybody's looking for new customers and there is going to be people going direct to your employees to deliver their services and content uh, outside of your brand. So you've got to figure it out that and navigate that. And it starts with. Um, sitting down and, and, and having a conversation. What are you going to allow? What are you not going to allow? And then people can work for you or not work for you. But but I think you should be fair and reasonable to your team so they can earn an income and expand their personal brand and by extension your brand. I, you so, know, I, yeah, I'm coming to you, Blair. But I want to switch. I want to switch your subject unless you got something really good to say. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to talk about pay. I want to talk about the ability to innovate right there on pay and look at look at uh -huh. the possibilities here. I mean, how how do you think Peloton instructors are paid? How much an hour are you suppose they're paid, and what do their stock options look like? And what I I think this is an opportunity to maybe even source other instructors that maybe have great big networks out there, bring them into your fold, and maybe they become some of the highest paid people in your organization based on how many people based on the number of people that they're servicing. If you get a model in place like that, where you have a revenue stream, maybe there's a revenue share, I'm just saying this is how subscription-based stuff can work with some nice thresholds. You may just have people for a long time that can be rock stars and, and you know, you know who, who knows, right? I mean, and I think everybody has the opportunity to start innovating how you source and how you pay those instructors that are doing virtual. Yeah. yeah, so Blair, you mentioned earlier on in the panel, you kind of brought up the fact that you thought you know, these digital offerings are really going to have a great multiplier, maybe beyond the value of the brick and mortar business in the future. So can you speak a little bit more about the return on investment that what you expect to see going forward and why it's worthwhile for people to really double down on this? Well, so, you know, any, any technology subscription is just much higher margin than a brick and mortar subscription so that that margin gets really high and technology companies on those subscription can get you know just really high they get valued very high on what that subscription is so if you're if you're there with a 80 percent margin or higher on that subscription fee that might get valued at 10 12 times where your bricks and mortar might be getting valued you know that subscription might be valued at four or five times so if you can really build that up and have and i i you know love like what bill's saying it's a product 
how Jose's doing this, it's a product, how Tiffany's doing this, how Michelle's they're talking about it as a damn product, not as another way to take our classes. That adding value, and then one advantage that some of the smaller operators may have over the bigger is the hyper-localism of the instructor itself and people wanting to be with that instructor. So you need to take advantage of those things. And that that piece could, um, even, even if you're not in a, in a huge metropolitan area, that could actually greatly increase your company's valuation. Yeah, thanks. So the we only have about uh, four minutes left, and there's a I've been trying to tick off some of these questions. They're really flying in faster than I can read them. Uh, so I appreciate uh, all the audience submitting all the questions. We got to as many as we could. You know, before we leave, I'd like to let everybody kind of share, if they would, something they've learned going through this process, either a success or something that didn't go so well that you'd uh, have a parting word of advice about this concept of the opportunity uh, in virtual fitness. So uh, I'll let our guests start first, but I'm going to go in reverse. I'm going to let Jose go first. Go ahead, Jose. Parting advice. Well, um, uh, we had some uh, some issues with uh, with the recording. Um, we are we're not uh, used to doing this kind of thing. Uh, we had no, no resources. Uh, we didn't expect to, to get this. So uh, what we believe we, we should do more quickly is to be agile, to, to try to move quick, quickly and quicker than in the past. Uh, one of the things we also uh, try to, to look um, is to uh, get the, the, the top instructors. We, we, we started with uh, uh, giving all instructors the possibility of going there and uh, people just want uh, the best of the best so put them in front of the of the uh, let's it's like peloton they they give room to the the top instructors and we we kind of made it social for everyone at the same right the same time so real madrid doesn't put uh the the in the in the cover of the of the of their business uh, the all these all the, the the players they put the the main players so we should do the same we have to evolve a little bit on marketing and and also putting our instructors i think the the industry uh, is afraid of of losing the instructors instead of promoting them so that's what was a mistake we did and when we change we add a boost on the on views yeah, I think that's great advice. And clubs are learning that. They were learning that, uh, I think, already a little bit, seeing what some of the boutiques were doing and SoulCycle and Peloton. And they're really celebrating uh, their instructors uh, yeah. and coaches. Uh, and clubs have been reticent to do that, for sure. Okay, Michelle, what's your parting advice for everyone? Well, you know, we've, talk, we've spent a lot of time talking about classes, and we really didn't talk about too much about the virtual training. Yes. But um, we've just been evaluating all of our service providers and what we're finding, you know, we've, we're just finishing up our really lightest time of the year when we see a lot of people that, that drop off because they have a house in Montana or Colorado. Um, we have trainers who jumped on the virtual bandwagon right off the bat, and they are doing more than 100% of what they did last summer. They are making more money this year than they made last year because wow. their clients our clients are still their clients even when they are out of town and i think that you know that's a real boon to our industry yeah excellent excellent yeah and i'm sorry we didn't get to that that we intended to kind of touch on that but time flies when you're having fun it's gone fast 
<laughs> Tiffany, go ahead. Um, internet speed seems granular, but it's so important because if you, what we realized is we started with 40 megabytes of bandwidth and we wanted three live streams that take up 10 each and instructors zooming in the club done that, you know, it slows down your feet. So now we have a five, we actually had fiber optic cable installed and now we have 500 megabytes of data available to do as much as we want from programs, one-on-one -on -one training to the group classes. So um, know your cameras, know your streams, and talk to IT. <laughs> so that's my parting recommendation. Thank you. No, that's perfect, Tiffany. Very practical, and uh, people appreciate that. All right. Uh, who wants to go first, Bill or Blair? Bill. No. Uh, I think there's, there's a couple things. When you click on an internet provider service of any sort, you click a consent form. A lot of our live streaming and, and virtual training programs, there's no click consent. Um, and you have instructors providing, uh, uh, you know, training um, with clients. You need to match back your people that you're providing it to to your waivers and consent forms because, you know, online businesses have click consent, privacy, blah blah blah, all baked into their platforms. We're doing a lot of stuff ad hoc, so I would just suggest that you're you're getting new waivers with your online signups matching that back and making sure you're on top of it because there will be lawsuits i got hurt by your club through a virtual class that emily taught me or bobby taught me so that that's the one big thing and then the other is there's three different there's covid 19 now there's quasi renormalization period and then there'll be post covid okay and everything's going to be different in all three of those categories you know right now the licensing groups on music are being a little more lenient they're going to tighten that down and figure out how to monetize that more you know, so the laws, the licenses, the reality of your instructors working other places, all of that's fluid and, and it's COVID, quasi-COVID and post-COVID. Great, Bill. Thank you. Good advice coming from someone who has clubs in California about the legalities of uh, everything. I like it. Uh, Blair. Uh, all I'm going to say is just, you know, how much things have changed since we did our first one of these. And and things are going to change. It goes to everybody's point here. Things are going to be changing rapidly, and you need to be part of some kind of a group and be listening constantly. And that's going to come from both other people in the industry, just like we're, I mean, I, I mean, I've been sitting here taking so many stinking notes just myself of what I've got to do. I'm texting our people and saying, "Hey, go check out this camera." And this is going to move quick. Be paying attention and uh, make sure you're listening to your customer because that's where the first sound is going to come of change is from them. That's right. Light speed learning. What we Light say, speed right, Blair? Light In speed learning. In a VUCA learning. world. Yep, that's right. In a VUCA world. Okay, so I want to thank uh, our sponsor today once again, uh, Fitness On Demand, uh, perfect sponsor for today's title. We appreciate your sponsorship and support very much. Uh, and then we've added something this week uh, because we've reached across the aisle and we've got uh, Club Solutions and Rex and Ursa all partnering together, which I think is a great example for everyone in the industry. You know, it's time to be inclusive, bring everyone together so that we can uh, fight this thing uh, as best we can. But here's some of the upcoming events uh, from the different groups. So thank you again. We'll be back again next week, same time. Uh, and thank you for all of our panelists, especially our guests. Goodbye, everyone. Be the salt and the light. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.